um so i think it was like i just had uh, i would uh, work more on my own projects like i'll just tell you a few differences so before technotis um so I, i would like work on my projects uh, for a longer period of time because a lot of that time went on to like now building a platform where others could like post content welcome back to another podcast with lectures for you and today we're interviewing a special guest arav to discuss his views on becoming a startup founder so let's begin so could you introduce yourself arav sure so hello everybody i was watching i am arav gurk and i currently live in india and i've just completed my 12th grade also i'm currently like heavily involved in technology have been since kind of a long time like i love building robots and just love playing around with technology building stuff coding and all of that and i also have a startup called technotis um wherein we educate the global youth on technology wow that's interesting so let's hop right in and begin with our first question could you tell us a bit about your mindset or what you were thinking at the time you started technities right so um so when i started technity so like i started building robots when i was um in my 5th or 6th grade and like um so what happened is i was introduced to technology uh, in the form of coding in my school and that was the very first time we were introduced to coding mm-hmm. um so and back then it was a very ba- uh, like a very old uh, programming language you probably mm-hmm. won't hear of it now it's called qbasic so nobody uses it now but we were just taught it back then like it's not that back then it just sounds just very old but it was like 7 to 8 years back and um that spiked interest in a lot of us but i was like not satisfied with what they taught me in my school right because like in school you have a defined curriculum yeah. so i went on you know came back to my home uh, browsed things on the internet browsed videos on youtube on coding on a few basic coding and all of that and um you have this recommended section on youtube that suggests videos and that's how i got to know about robotics in the first place and then that also spiked my interest and i uh, built my very first robot uh, that year probably fifth or sixth grade um and that was a line follower robot so that was a very simple robot that like uh, just follows lines on ground like that's what its name suggests um it's used in a couple of places you know things like warehouses or wherever you need autonomous movement and um after that i started to like um keep the cycle going of learning things from the internet with you know, watching videos reading articles building stuff and i, I was like building a lot of things and um around two, uh, 2018 uh, when i was in my 7th or 8th grade is when i um so i had been like completely uh, learning everything from youtube and building stuff right so i kind of knew a lot of gaps that was there in the um whole diy uh, culture or, or of of technology like building things um the gaps that people were facing because i was con- consuming the same kind of content so i kind of knew um mm-hmm. how the content could be made better and put out on the internet for people to like learn from it mm-hmm. so that is what i did like i used all of the um knowledge that i gained over like the past 2 to 3 years building robots and uh, you know playing around with technology and i used that and opened up a youtube channel called technotis wherein i just started to document whatever i was building so i just started to create tutorial style videos when i would give a step by step procedure 
um, on building robots. So one of my very first uh, videos, that video was on making a line follow robot, which was one of my very first robots. So that was one of my uh, in initial videos of building a line follow robot. And that gained a lot of traction. Like it has over 100,000 views on YouTube. Wow. Like I, I think maybe 120 or 130K. So um, that uh, instantly gained traction. And that kind of, you know, um, like put me back in the loop and fueled my um, interest in content creation. So like I started making more and more videos and kind of documenting everything I was building. So I would not like separately create content. I would anyway work on projects. Mm -hmm. I would just put a camera and like just record it, edit it and make it such that people would also learn from the same stuff that I was building. So this was something that I was doing and uh, it was going pretty good. I was getting good traction. I started to write uh, articles, got a lot of traction on the internet. Uh, my projects were published in international magazines, etc. And that's when in 2021, um, when I wanted to scale all of this, I converted it into a startup, like registered it as a startup with the same name, Technities. And we also uh, launched our own mobile app. So like, because I thought, um, to kind of scale it, we needed um, to uh, go through the route of, you know, mobile app development. We built an app and uh, put it out so that more people could benefit from it. Added a lot of things uh, apart from just videos. You know, there were quizzes, you would win rewards and all of that. Like, it's building a community around it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's amazing. Good. Because nowadays schools just focus on the curriculum. And if anything you want to do, which is actually beneficial, you have to do it outside. Like you said, you have learned pretty much all you have from YouTube. So I think it's like really important to just get this. If you, you can get a spark from schools, but to go a further step ahead, you have to do it outside because schools do not teach this. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I still remember the first time um, we had to make that, you know, following the line robot. And yeah. it, was, it was so fun, honestly. But I, I don't know, that just never sparked it, sparked that light into me to get into robotics. This is the same way. See, again, that's the thing. School will give you this first part of it. But if you really want to go further into it, you have to do it like what Arav did. You have to go outside and then you have to do it uh, on your own. All right. So what do you think is special about tech and is it going to be vital in the future? Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious, like seeing the exponential growth that we have had over the past few years, um, the amount of tech that taken over a, a pretty long time in 1900s, the amount of development we would have at that time is like the amount of um, development we have had in the past three to five years, like it's completely exponential, right? We're having uh, incremental changes happening faster and faster, because like, when you start to build tech, um, people are now using technology to build further technology, right? Uh, to the level that people are using chat GPT now to write code for themselves. So imagine the level of exponentiality this brings to the equation because everything just becomes faster and faster. Like the better tools you develop using technology, the faster you will develop more, um, you know, newer technologies. So, and that will keep happening as time progresses because we are um, converting every single task that is, mundane to something like we're delegating it to technology and now we're even kind of um taking away uh the creative jobs and like creative tasks and giving it technology things like writing or you know even creating art like what ai models by open ai are doing so um it's like it's being used everywhere and as we progress as we go further i think more and more uh scenarios and use cases will be developed wherein 
technologies like helping us not necessarily replacing us but you know acting as a side tool to kind of help in us in whatever we're doing so if, if let's say there's a classroom and there's a student the student gets help from the ai model to learn stuff the teacher gets help to like teach stuff right it's not that the ai model is necessarily completely teaching the student but it's helping the teacher to like teach better or maybe helping surgeons to perform a surgery in a better way like a surgeon could control a surgery robot and the precision would be higher it's not that the robot is just thinking on its own about entirely what to do but it's just more precise because there's less room for error so like scenarios like these will just keep on getting better and better and um the use cases are only going to increase so i think the future is completely in the hands of technology there's no doubt about that yeah i actually agree with you 100% but don't you think like ai uh, at the rate it's like you know expanding uh, to this day and all the things it can do don't you think there'll be a point where it's going to actually replace jobs that human do for example people who uh, do data entrying and all those stuff don't you think it can easily replace those with the uh, you know with the growth it has in the past like a year or two and it can easily replace humans yeah so a lot of jobs will be replaced and are being replaced for sure like as you told data entry or something that's very very um, basic or mundane that can be completely done by ai those things will be replaced and obviously that is a downside but again it's like when there's more ai models being made there'll be a higher need for people to like get into the technology or the building of ai part right so it's like um, jobs are just going to shift like the jobs will change uh people will have to adapt very fast because technology is going to grow exponentially so people will have to adapt exponentially because the jobs will rotate right like the jobs of the mundane jobs will now go over to building ai or building these ai models that are taking away those jobs so new jobs will be created in building ai so like that way the jobs are going to change and people will have to develop new skill sets to kind of be uh, relevant to the time that's what i think right uh, i mean yeah that is true because again uh, it's it's going to be hard, but don't you think it's going to be like really hard to uh, adapt with ai because now for example in a few years uh, all the data entering jobs for example go away because of ai right now the only way you can adapt to it is probably get a different type of job which involves you using ai but don't you think that's going to take a lot of time yeah that will and our education system i think will also have to adapt very fast uh because it will have to cater to the needs of these people who are willing to like switch and learn stuff so it will be a hassle but like everything has its pros and cons with something like that right and what do you think about uh do you think like the best job in the next couple of years will be to make ai instead of using ai to help you like maybe doing computer yeah, science yeah i mean i don't I don't know necessarily the best but it'll be the most popular job for sure like given the rate at which AI models are just becoming trending all over the place and uh, every company is trying to build their own version of AI models or or rather use these different versions of AI in their um you know daily practices so uh, either way whether people are like building AI or deploying AI in their use cases both ways we will need engineers that kind of are having a specialty in ai or machine learning so i think it is going to be one of the most popular jobs like uh, something like how in the past few decades cs was like extremely trending and um there was this rise in jobs of coding right something like that 
All right. Yeah. I mean, that is true. So let's not diverge from the topic and let's get back. Uh, at a career level, why do you think someone should start a startup? Like what benefits do they have as compared to taking a normal job? Because a normal job will obviously give them security, whereas a startup may maybe give you may could like give you more money uh, or financial wise, it could be better. But don't you think it's a lot more risk than taking a job? So what do you think? Is uh, do you, Should someone start a startup or should, should someone do a job? What is better? What is better? Well, it's like, so nowadays there's this concept of uh, people wanting to start up or like just people thinking that they have to start up, right? So I don't think that's a thing. Like if somebody, if someone has a legible idea that they want to execute, it's like they either um, delegate that idea onto someone or they acquire. So if they do that, then they're just selling their idea or they acquire these skills that they need to like, you know, um, get that idea up and running. So if you look at if you look at Facebook, for example, Mark Zuckerberg just didn't sit and think that he has to start up and like has to come up with a startup idea. But he was like, um, instead kind of he got the idea and then he had the relevant skills or probably acquired a few more relevant skills to get that into the world, right? So that mm-hmm. is what happened to them. And like most startups that you hear of, they there won't be people who will be like just thinking that they have to actually start up, right? It's like it's not a thing that you actually like it's not when you're small you, you think that you're going to start up or something um you can obviously have the entrepreneurial mindset in whatever you do like even if somebody's working at a job and um they take they, they try to take more responsibility or uh you know more initiative it kind of becomes like having an entrepreneurial mindset and like that is a pathway to you know entrepreneurship it's not necessary that somebody just starts up out of the blue they can have a job and then maybe get an idea and then start up after that. Of course, the risk involved is higher, but it again, in most cases, um, when the risk is high, like the reward itself is higher, right? So that is the thing with startups as well. Uh, along with the risk, there's also a lot of time and a, a very heavy amount of effort that goes into it. Because when you have a job, you have a fixed time to work, right? When you are mm-hmm. working in a startup or when you run a startup, you just don't have a time when you work. You just have to work all the time and any time. So um, that way, I think it also requires a very heavy amount of effort and dedication. So I don't think it's for everyone. But yeah, I mean, it uh, involves a very heavy amount of uh, risk to reward ratio. Yeah, sure. I, I think because um, startups, again, like you said, it's not for everyone. But personally, I feel it could be like very hard to come out and stand out of so many. For example, let's take India, for example. India is a startup hub. You have so many startups. It's going to be practically impossible for you to compete unless like you're really, really unique, right? So if it was me, I would still prefer going for a job in terms of security and, you know, your financial stuff. But yeah. So I don't student level at a student's perspective what benefits do they have of starting a startup maybe in the ages of 15 16 you know so i think just trying to um get their hands dirty in this area will give them a lot of experience uh whether mm-hmm. the startup um runs or like does not work out is secondary but like just getting into that world i think is um interesting um it it, it you know gives you a lot of skills that you acquire uh, for a really long time or maybe a lifetime because um the entrepreneurial mindset that i talked about earlier is a big part of that 
um people just you know become leaders or from a very young age or try to take initiative and responsibility for like their actions and the actions of their organization also it like improves soft skills in a very heavy way wherein people just learn a lot about networking communicating doing all of that which i think is are like essential skills to learn right now networking being at the top so um these things i think are uh, some uh, key factors or like key skills that students would acquire if they try to like start up or you know launch their own organizations but, but uh, yeah i mean it would be a fun thing to do at the end of the day or to like brag to your friends that you're doing something cool apart from your school homework i can relate right. to that <laughs> but i think it also i think it can also help you know you know with universities and you know uh if you want to put something on an application but like the only thing is you shouldn't just do it cuz of your university application exactly. you should do it if you actually love it right so yeah so if like, you yeah, like doing it yes yeah, so sorry to people like doing it at an early age gives you that uh room to like play around and test out things which so if you have an idea and you start it like 16 or 17 while you're in school you have a lot more leverage right because you don't have a yeah. lot of responsibilities you don't have a lot of liabilities where um same ideas being said by person at 30s would have so you can play around more you 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 don't have to like um instantly start making money of the startup to keep you like up and going like to keep to feed yourself basically because you um technically are young you know you're with your parents or you're probably going to your school or university and at that age it's like you have a bigger um room to play in so i think yeah. that is one big factor that starting early helps um but yeah that's about it to be honest i feel the biggest factor and which you have stated as well is networking because at a really early age if you yeah. you know start a startup you network with people you go out you meet other people you see what they do and it can really help you in the long run right if you have the if you have connections yeah, yeah. with anything and everything you know it's really helpful to have a good network all right so if you had to choose one career path for the rest of your life would you still continue your startup yeah of course i would like uh, the reason i'm doing it because i just love it like as i told you i've been into technology since a very long time first i was on the builders end of stuff and i still build stuff like whenever i find the time i try to work on projects and again document that uh, put it out along with the other content that we put out as an organization um so so like every part of it is just fun right like see what we what we do at the end of the day in our app is we first offer people with content where they can learn about um robotics or new age technologies then they have quizzes and competitions where they can kind of test out what they've learned or maybe have some fun and they also get rewarded uh for those quizzes so we've partnered up with like a few uh you know teenager favorite brands like boat rapido oven story and all that um these brands provide offers and like rewards to these students to like you know win these quizzes and competitions so it's like a community that we're trying to build and like when you build a community of teenagers it's like really fun right it's like having your own discord server basically um mm. at a very large scale so like we have users in more than 150 countries right now and most of them are teenagers so that's something that i that's something that's really fun to do more than just having to do it it feels like so it doesn't feel like work when you like it right so of yeah. course i would love to continue it 
So now we move on to the most important, probably the most important question of the interview. You really have to think this one out, okay? So how was your life before Technotis? And would you go back to it? Now that's interesting because I think that's the first time somebody has actually asked me that. And I think at school, um, so before Technotis, I think... Um, so I think it was like, I just had, uh, I would uh, work more on my own projects. Like, I'll just tell you a few differences. So before Tech Naughties, um, so I, I would like work on my projects uh, for a longer period of time because a lot of that time went on to like now building a platform where others could like post content and people could view that content, right? So that time would like go on to building my own projects or probably uh, a little bit of that time would also be of, playing football, like playing video games, I would obviously have been cut down a little. Um, but like, I think it was that uh, I was having fun all the time, like even before that. And with this, it's just that the way you have fun changes. I think that's what it is. And um, I don't think like I would necessarily go back to it. Like as in, if so I think if I go back to it, I like eventually form Technities again. Like it's like a paradox, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like I just can't imagine that this breaks my time mind I don't know uh, but I mean I just love uh, doing what I do uh, educating more and more teenagers with technology because when I was learning stuff like how to build stuff I realized that there was a lot with the content that could be changed and made better so um, you know just helping so a lot of uh, students in their colleges in India and elsewhere um, text me a lot of times, you know, telling that I help them build their project through my content uh, for their university submission or their final year project or whatnot. And that really motivates me because uh, if them just watching my YouTube video, uh, and this used to happen when I was in my eighth grade, right? So they would be like um, eight years or six to seven years older to me. And they would text me saying that my video helped. So they did not even know that I was young. Like, I, I don't think I've done face cam a lot in my videos. But like, um, they would text me uh, telling that my video helped them build their final year college project. And that would mm -hmm. like be, that would give me a very crazy adrenaline hiccup, of course, right? Yeah. So um, doing that is, of course, fun. And um, yeah, I would completely love to be in today, today's state. For you, fun changes. For me, fun's the same. Playing video games, I think it'll never change for me. I mean, it, it's obviously you need to find something you love. Start, start building video games and it just becomes like that. Yeah. And uh, just, just to go back to what you said towards the start of the interview, you said that on your first, one of your first videos, you got like 120 to 130,000 views. So th does this does does this mean that we're like you know interviewing a celebrity? Nah, that's nothing in terms of YouTube today. <laughs> Baby Shark has like eight billion views. Ah, so, what they did? <laughs> I don't know what what a celebrity even is like anymore. Like the definition of that after social media is kind of broken. So yeah, that's true. That's true. So you can get a million views overnight. I think Baby Shark just getting 8 billion views shows that you don't necessarily have to be, you know, 
that creative or you, need, you don't need to be that smart whatever you do just people just have to love it a lot because yeah doing, exactly baby just making a video like for example baby shark can be it can it's a little bit creative maybe at the time it came out but again it's, it's such a simple thing right and those simple things which attract people can get you yeah. a long way because, yeah like so. that's the reason why mr beast videos work right because he like yeah. he's spending 3 to 4 million dollars on every video which means every single like if you divide that by the number of seconds in his video it'll probably be over a few thousand dollars which means every single second of his video will be well planned so mm-hmm. um like because of that is so it's not like he's randomly getting views right so mm-hmm. i think a lot of it is the quality of content um or just thinking about having the list things right in content like yeah that's how it is even if, if even for mr beast right it's not like he's doing something so smart so creative it's just something that people love to watch so if yeah anything, exactly yeah so all those challenges all that stuff again people have to yeah. really like it so you can make money off of it exactly so moving on to our last question uh, it doesn't feel like the interview is going over but um where would you see yourself and technatis in the next 5 years well um so uh, for technatis of course uh, i would like want to keep increasing our reach um you know to kind of impact more and more teenagers in a positive way across the world um and also like keep improving the uh, you know co- quality of content that we offer uh while also increasing the you know uh, or maybe Im- improving or launching a new features or maybe um newer campaigns to like uh, better help the youth with you know getting their journey if they're interested in technology started so like we we even host programs at schools etc you know trying to um help kids find if technology is their passion right so because it ha- it it happened with me right i found that coding is my passion out of nowhere or maybe technology is my passion but a lot of students are never exposed to such things or or they never come across um technology in a very interesting way like um so i just took it in an interesting way but most people they would take a school course in a pretty boring way like the reception is in that way the way education is it just become like that so we try to make it interesting so that um we and, and do it at an early age you know in their middle school or high school so they realize you know it's not that i'm telling everybody to code or build robots but like i am showing them what it is in a very fun and engaging manner and then you know it's up to them if they want to get ahead in that and if they want to we have resources for them to you know from to go from 0 to 10 or from 10 to 100 so i want to keep improving the cycle and like impact more and more people and um this keep making our content better increasing the size of our team um expanding our reach to more and more countries and doing all of this yeah i mean yeah. one can never be perfect mm-hmm. and exactly. uh, i act- i actually had a chance to go through your app and a- apart from the ui the content was like it was really informational you know if if i was a beginner in coding like i didn't know anything about it i'm probably in middle school and i and i used that app and you know it it would have really opened up my my scope for, towards tech and my my ideas towards tech mm-hmm. yeah for sense. everyone listening we'll, uh leave a link to the yeah, app in the description 
Mm. All right. So I think we're done. Unfortunately, it's come to an end. Uh, all, uh, of course, all great things do come to an end. So <laughs> great having you on board, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. It was Thank fun you. talking to you guys. All right. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.